Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick flying solo. So the Warriors, they beat the Atlanta Hawks at Chase Center 143-141 in double overtime in a really, really exhausting game, I'm sure, to play. But it definitely was exhausting to watch. Uh, this was one that the Warriors, they were clicking from the start. Clay was hot. Everybody was playing well. The Hawks, they did not look good at all. They were shooting terribly. The Warriors' defense was up on them. And then basically in the third quarter, it all just went to hell. <laughs> the Warriors coughed up their whole lead. And you could see on some of these Warriors' faces like this this sense of, of panic uh, on some of the new guys' faces, some of the young guys, some of the uh, two-way guys' faces for a minute. And you know, I was uh, texting my buddy Aaron in Toronto. Then I was also texting my friends on this group text, and I was also on Twitter. And this is a kind of game where it just is absurd. It's kind of ridiculous. The whole thing was just really, really hilarious. It was like frustrating and then alternating like from frustrating to exhilarating and uh yeah they they pulled it out the warriors are on a five game home winning streak they're 5 and 0 oh with three games left and in a game like this like you just start throwing your notes out from from the beginning because the game just completely changed and at the end of the day, I think the real storyline is it's the uh, the three veteran warriors who've been there, who uh, have won multiple titles. They're the ones that won this game. They're the ones that closed it out. That's Clay Thompson, who had a great game. Uh, Draymond Green, who had his typical like all-around solid, solid game. And then Kevon Looney, who had 21 boards five assists and hit the winning bucket. Uh, <laughs> he actually had two shots at it. He had a rebound tip, which missed, and then he got it again. And that one was true off the backboard. It was really rough because like you could see it like on all these places where I was like texting or tweeting, people were like up and down on pool. And I've talked about, so much about how he is such a high variance player right now. And as good as he is, sometimes he just gets too wild, too loosey goosey. And he actually was like alternating from good pool, bad pool. It felt like every other possession. And, you know, there was that play at the end of regulation where he could have just passed it to Clay on the wing. I believe he was open, but he tried to get a foul call on a drive and like he dribbled it off himself out of bounds, you know? And then the Warriors were lucky because they got the ball and Clay missed a three pointer, but it was actually a two. So they were lucky he didn't hit that. And then the ball rebounded out to Poole. And they were lucky that, I mean, he got blocked by DeJounte Murray, but they were lucky that I think Murray actually slapped the ball out and it went to Dante DiVincenzo right into his shooting pocket and he drained the three and they went to overtime. So that was really, really frustrating. And then 
to start overtime, it was very much like the Warriors had a couple turnovers. They were sloppy. The spacing was just off. And uh, and then eventually (laughs) Poole hit a a three on a fast break. Clay was open. Dante DiVincenzo uh, looked at Jordan Poole, hit him on the left wing instead of Clay on the right. And Poole, Poole hit the shot, right? Everybody's like, okay, Jordan Poole, good Jordan Poole's back. And then to end the first overtime, you know, Clay has been hot and he's kind of saved the Warriors up until this point from a scoring perspective. And then Poole, <laughs> he tries to take Trey, Trey Young, who like little Trey Young with short arms and, you know, short dude. And he goes up for a mid-ranger and then can't get the shot off. And then does the thing where he just drops the ball because he was about to travel. I was like, what? I mean, just give the ball to Clay at that point. You know, you guys are tied and Clay's hot. You owe him that. (laughs) And so Jordan Poole's decision making and some of his uh, lesser (laughs) qualities were coming out at all the wrong times in this one. And, you know, it was a. rough to see and like i said at times simultaneously like frustrating aggravating but then he would do something good and it was just back and forth but that's who jordan Poole is right he needs to be aggressive like i've talked about because that's what the warriors need from their primary ball handler right now but you know in this one it's just like his his decisions were just not very very sharp but you know, hopefully he learns from that and hopefully he gets that handle a little bit tighter. Like I've talked about this, right? Like I've never seen anybody as good as him dribble the ball out of his hands. Just like it just goes, he just slips out of his hands all the time. And honestly, there were a couple times in overtime and double overtime where uh, Poole could have been called for one of those carries that he gets called for lately right it was like questionable but like if if they're calling those things carries right now there were a couple where i was like oh i thought they were gonna blow the whistle but that being said uh again (laughs) he's got to keep doing what he does but he's got to like slow it down he's got to rein it in he's got to be smart about it and uh luckily they got away with this one and um you know Largely due, first and foremost, to Clay Clay Thompson. 46 minutes, 21 for 39 from the field, 10 for 21 from three, only two free throws, <laughs> two for two from the line, seven boards, three assists, plus 13, highest plus minus on the night, 54 points. I know uh, Donovan Mitchell scored 71, but, you know, all good to him. But Clay Thompson looking like he did tonight. As I've said throughout this homestand and throughout the stretch that Steph has been out, you live and die with Poole and Clay. And (laughs) Clay was the one that you lived with, right? He was the one that really, really, if he doesn't hit, like if he doesn't go off, just plain and simple, the Warriors are not in this game. So it was a heck of a time for a bunch of dudes to be out. If you didn't know, Wiseman didn't play his Rolled ankle, still kept him out. Jonathan Kaminga didn't play. Kind of a swollen foot issue. Not sure how that is going to be, how long that'll take. And then Andrew Wiggins was still out. Michael Green was still out. And, of course, Steph was still out. And 
you know, this was a game where I feel like Jonathan Kamenga and Wiseman would have really, really flourished, especially Kamenga, because the Hawks don't roll out anyone really that big. And he's as athletic as anybody out there. And I feel like he would have really, really given the Warriors that boost that he usually does, but even more so. Like, I feel he could have had like a, you know, a 20 point game, a really efficient one at that. And then also Wiseman, like, I feel that just with his size and youth and athleticism against his Hawks team, uh, he would have had a good time against some of these smaller bigs that they roll out there because, you know, I always talk about how Wiseman is way better against smaller bigs than he is against people who are his size and maybe larger. I mean, that's true for probably anybody, you know, in basketball, it's almost smaller than you, but the variance for Wiseman is even clearer than that. And I also have wanted to see Wiseman play against a Kongwu who was in Wiseman's draft class and was out most of his rookie year with, I think a bum foot so I don't think they've ever played in the pros. And Okong was pretty good. You know, he was out of USC and uh, he had 16 points, 12 boards. Uh, again, at the end of the day, it's a W. The Warriors are actually now in ninth place. They have the same record as the Phoenix Suns, who have dropped pretty far. They're both 20 and 18. And, you know, I think the Warriors are obviously trending up, whereas the Suns are trending down, especially with Devin Booker out for a few more weeks. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns. Like, will James Wiseman actually be on this Warriors team by the end of the season? I hope so. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. The app is super easy to use. Just pop it open, do what you got to do, and you're good to go. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Draymond Green, 45 minutes, two for five from the field. He hit that big three-pointer. There's only three on the night in double overtime. And I was like, oh, man, this is such a weird game. This is so absurd that, like, the basketball gods were just like, oh, you know how we're going to end it? We're going to end it with, like, Lamb fumbling the ball through his legs underneath the basket in the paint, finding Draymond with the shot clock running out and Draymond leaning forward, hitting a three-pointer. Like the basketball gods were like, you want to see like a weird game? This is how we're going to end it for you. And guess what? It did not end because the refs kept giving Trey Young free throws. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, I've talked about how I am not a Trey Young fan. I don't like his game for uh, baiting for free throws all the time. I don't like when people say he's like the next Steph Curry because he doesn't do half the things Steph does on the court. But then the basketball gods were like, hey, you know what? You know how we're going to end it? We're going to end it with Gavon Looney making the winning basket on a missed shot 
where he gets the rebound, you know, tips it up there, doesn't go in. The Hawks, <laughs> they didn't have anybody else rebounding of size underneath. And Looney pretty much got an open look once he got the second rebound and just hit it right off the glass, right in. And honestly, everybody looked exhausted. You know, felt like <laughs> everybody was relieved on both sides that that game was over. I know that I was. And it's it's funny because the Warriors, they've had some really, really close games on this homestand and hopefully it just serves as a reminder that y- y'all aren't there yet, you know, especially the, the younger dudes, you know what I'm saying? It's like they were so coasting for a while. They were playing really well early on and then out of, out of the break, out of halftime, you know, first half they were like, they, they were playing like the quote unquote warriors, you know, like this is, this is the warriors with a capital W and then out of the break, they just waltzed out there and, forgot that they had to play the rest of the game. You know, their defense was just, I mean, in the third quarter, Atlanta was getting anything they wanted in the paint at the basket. There were like a bunch of dunks in the half court, a bunch of layups, a bunch of floaters. And then when the Warriors tried to pack it in a little bit more, I mean, the Hawks, they weren't hitting anything from three in the first half. And then they started draining everything, you know, Uh, it was a really, really weird game. And, I got to say, like, you just chalk it up to, like, hopefully, hopefully, like, this is obviously a confidence builder for Clay. And I think it ideally is a learning experience for Jordan Poole. And also, like, some of the subs, right? Like, Anthony Lamb, he played decently well, 7 for 12, 2 for 6 from 3, 7 boards, 4 assists, 17 points. Uh, Ty Jerome didn't have as good of a game. Uh, didn't shoot very well, one for six, missed all three of his threes. And then uh, Moses Moody, he had some up and down moments, you know, sometimes where like, I was like, why did he just drive to get blocked? <laughs> but uh, I will give some shine to Patrick Baldwin Jr. He played 11 minutes, was three for seven from the field, two for six from three, two boards, one steal, one block, eight points, and may not be a the best line in the world, but like, again, just seeing him out there, he looks like he's going to be ready sooner than we thought. And I'm not saying he's going to be like a 20 minute game player, but with his size and just, we're seeing more of his basketball IQ and instincts and I'm liking it. You know, he knows how to play. And I mentioned a couple episodes ago that that is a really, really, uh, refreshing because some of these lottery picks who I really, really like, you know, like that kind of feel for the game, the kind of uh, getting used to really, really knowing the game has been something that has taken some time. And a lot of that is because of the limited reps that they get on a title contending team, right? If you put them on the Houston Rockets, then whole whole nother story. They can just mess up as much as they want and jack up as many shots as they want. So, yeah, good win, good overall feeling. I was like, oh, man, if they lose this in double overtime, I'm really not going to be happy recording this podcast. So now 5-0 and at home, three games left. It's revenge season. They get Detroit on Wednesday, the 4th, Orlando on Saturday, the 7th, and then Phoenix on Tuesday, the 10th. Detroit, of course, and Orlando, 
were both teams on that opening 0-5 road trip. And Phoenix, of course, has beaten the Warriors twice this season, both in Phoenix. And those were games where Clay <laughs> looked really, really bad. <laughs> those were the ones where everyone was doubting him. And uh, he seemed like he was too much in his head. The first one was the one where he was just talking nonstop trash with Devin Booker. And then he got tossed, his first ejection of his career. And then the second one was where he just kept forcing up shots, right? And like kept forcing, forcing, forcing. And then they had their team meeting after that. And then things started getting a little bit better. So it's great to see Clay have a game like this. He hit some really, really big clutch shots. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully he stays consistent. This is a sign of where he can still get. And hey, He's doing this without Steph out there, right? You know, people who question how good Clay is, how good he's been throughout his career, saying, you know, it's because of Steph. It's like, well, Steph ain't out there. You know, Jordan Poole's out there and he kind of plays like Steph, but, you know, no one's going to say <laughs> Jordan Poole <laughs> is Stephen Curry, right? So Clay is doing his thing and you love to see it and you just want to see it keep going and make sure that they keep building this momentum. These things are what help build chemistry and help uh, build confidence for everybody top down. You know, that's all I got on this one. Very much the epitome of what the Warriors season has been so far up and down. And hopefully, you know, at the very end, it's a big fat W. That is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show, on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. <laughs>